वेलकम टू सिंटॉक द सिंटॉकर्स अराउंड द टेबल टुडे डिस्कस द री एनचैंटमेंट मशीन we'll delve into the fascinating world of enchantment and disenchantment and then try to understand its links with modernity technology and the market economy and capitalism how does one understand the inevitable alienation that accompanies specialization of knowledge and experience is disenchantment an iron cage of boredom and is an escape desirable or possible what has been the changing realm of the unknown and the unknowable and is it only a matter of time before all the mysteries are unlocked we'll also try to understand the long term future of these phenomena we are very pleased to have two sintokas around the table today Professor Vishnu Mahapatra, who's from Azim Premji University in Bangalore, he is an Odia poet and writes in English about the social sciences and tries to combine the two. Professor Milan Sahoni, who's from IIT Bombay and Sitara, and he teaches computer science at IIT Bombay. Though he's trained as an engineer and a computer scientist, he has been looking at the socio-economic aspects of development very closely. Vishnu maybe we set the ball rolling with you uh, to get a very brief outline of what you mean by enchantment and disenchantment and how do we find ourselves where we are and maybe once we understand the concept a little bit better we'll unpack it as we go along and keep rolling the ball around you know the big idea is the idea of disenchantment mm-hmm. because the disenchantment is as you said connected to the idea of modernity right uh, the idea the way we live today mm-hmm. and for last several centuries mm-hmm. now before weber made it very popular mm-hmm. by talking about disenchantment these are all way of looking at various things about about knowledge about reality mm-hmm. about experiences about connection between knowledge experience and what is knowable what is not knowable right so so in some sense we have to talk about disenchantment not merely as something that happened in history or didn't happen in history mm. but as a provocation uh-huh that's very interesting as as mm. something of 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 an attitude or multiple attitudes towards many things what do you mean by that for example uh people argued that the rise of secularization rise of bureaucratization rise of intellectualization mm. meant a decline of magic right decline of religion and and the ascendancy of 
rationality, particularly instrumental rationality. How, how now, old is this phenomena? About two, two hundred years old. For example, uh, you can find a lot in the 16th century, 17th centuries. Right. You know, and so this is a big story. You know, when people talk about modernity, they talk about disenchantment as a constitutive element of modernity. That's you might define it in many ways. Sure, sure. But sure. this is something which nobody can say that modernity has been extraordinarily enchanting. Although we have a <laughs> lot of historical materials now, which is making the Weberian position more nuanced. Right. They're saying maybe that was not exactly how it happened. Maybe mm -hmm. the real disenchantment was not what Weber made it out to be. Mm -hmm. It's not neat. Uh, we know that in 17th century England, romantics fought against this idea of disenchantment. Right. And what is that idea? The idea that, uh, not that they were against science. It was, it was not against rationality per se. It was actually against a particular metaphysic, a particular way of looking at the world where certain ways of looking at the world, instrumental rationality was becoming dominant. They were against that metaphysic. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily against science. Mm -hmm. uh, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily against people knowing things more about nature, about natural phenomena, for instance. Right, right. So, so right. you can say that, you know, there, is, there has been a struggle. And so re-enchantment, you can say, as an aspiration is somehow uh, coterminous with the processes of disenchantment. <laughs> you know, That's because you, mm. because you are because the process of disenchantment moves on. So people want to, as if, compensate by thinking about enchantment. And the consciousness of disenchantment did that come a lot later? To when? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think I would say that, you know, much of the writings in 16th, 17th century, mm -hmm. uh, European, this thing, you would find a lot of mention about it. 19th century, again, the Romantics talked about the 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 harmful uh, consequences of industrialization, alienation, right. fragmentation. Right, right. Uh, you right. know, and, 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 and in, in some sense, a lot of people would say that disenchantment was a progress because it was... <laughs> seen as the decline of religion, which is a Got progress it. which also came to trap the humanity. You know, it right. might sound a bit paradoxical, sure. but you know, it is It is also a trap. Mm. You know, mm. it was trying mm. to get out of the trap of religion, mm. superstition, magic, mm. by mm. making the world rationally visible or mm. an aspiration that the mm. world can be made rationally visible or understandable. That's very if you don't, If you don't understand it today, it's fine because we, our knowledge is limited today. But the aspiration never died. That's very the aspiration is that the world eventually would be, is, is perfectly knowable. Knowable. How do you respond to that, Milan? I mean, the, is that something you celebrate? Is that something you worry about? Are you, do you have mixed feelings about it? What no, do you have I to think say? That, um, I think that there's something more to it, which actually comes from the method of science, modern science. Right. So I think that, uh, you know, the initial uh, loop cycle of science was of observation and making theories. Mm -hmm. And then actually the technology part where you, you uh, tested out those new theories and in new experiments and so on. Mm -hmm. But I think the... So you're saying observations leading to theories. Theories. That was the initial and, loop. And sure. Yes, but now the second phase or the, or the third phase of science 
is really uh, where theories now you know dictate reality for example if you look at quantum mechanics or uh, you know semiconductor physics and so on so we are really un unrolling out the reality for ourselves you know <laughs> something which is far more certain and uh, something which we desire and something of our design why do you call it the third phase what's the second phase so i mean you know we we all heard that uh, for example silk we know that you know some cocoon fell into hot water and silk was born right and then uh, you know probably these people wanted better silk so then they tinkered around with the temperature of water and so on so that was the first experiment so the first you know the, so that was phase 2 of science when right. there was an experiment right then phase 3 was when the theory started and then the reality came later hmm. so i think hmm. uh, modern disenchantment is really to do with with human beings attempting to create a reality of their own and that is very new i think that's in the last 100 or 200 years and that has actually disturbed the balance between say nature the laws which is the enchanting uh, body and uh, society or human beings i think so this this desire to create your own uh, own reality and the ability to do so now has actually uh, uh, changed this natural and i mean the the disenchantment really is the is the outcome of this ability to define your reality so i think is much more than uh, than just rationality and so on it's a new modernity which is very mm -hmm. very uh, physical or uh, you know real mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. that's the that's the real source of you know i mean we are now like god we have we have prosthetics we create new organs mm -hmm. so then then really what is there to know that's the that's the question mm, or what is there i mean what is there which will remain unexplained mm -hmm. so this is the period of disenchantment but surely mysteries mm, remain don't they even in a theoretical uh, well i think also there are multiple realities now if you go into a forest if you want to see butterflies you will see butterflies sure. if you want to see augurs you will see augurs yeah. right so what do you want to see or you want to really have a nice pleasant walk with your doggy sure. so that's <laughs> going to be your reality so right. i think the disenchantment is really coming from our desire to not have any more mysteries or any uncertainty in life so it's also a choice that we are making to uh, to live longer to live to have less uh, you know efforts or less drudgery and more certain you want your kid to come on time and you want your you know lover to yeah i mean you you want to talk to her all the time or him all the time so and so on so this cult of certainty almost cult of certainty is actually <laughs> leading to uh, disenchantment what I do you think. have to say to that bishnu is is certainty the key word here is no in fact the disenchantment itself is a way of describing modernity if you if you if you think about the term a bit mm -hmm. it itself carries a great deal of moral pessimism you know right. even though it is a progress we know that with every progress you lose out few things right you you lose out the charm of the mystery you lose out you know that's one of the reason why people were not unambiguous about the about disenchantment hmm. the way hmm. things happened even capitalism even weber for that matter didn't weber, seem to implement it i mean he absolutely it. weber was um, he kind of meant it in a cold rational way absolutely weber actually there is a ironically there is a lot of moral pessimism <laughs> within weber hmm. Hmm. and uh, weber was hugely influenced by kant hmm. weber had a lot of people say that he had a lot of uh, faith in rationality mm -hmm. reason mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. but it's also arguable that weber also realized the limits and the futility of reason you right. know that's one of the reason why paradoxically there's a bit of moral pessimism right when you read weber you also get a sense of moral pessimism for right. example you know there's a time when people thought that you know the the world can be known 
societies can be governed according to scientific principles science of government mm-hmm. you know similarly the fundamental transformation that happens in 16th century in europe but much later in other places is that what as some philosopher would call the nature has been transformed into natural resource yeah <laughs> now that's a fundamental shift right you know the nature is no more sacred right the nature is now become natural resource it's become a tool for something exactly and nature mm. doesn't contain any more or not not suffused with as mm-hmm. a philosopher would call it mm-hmm. suffused with feelings mm. suffused mm. with its own essence mm. Mm. i mean you say that if if nature is inert mm. then mm. it makes sense to do whatever you want but if you say that nature also has feelings if you say that nature is also suffused with something nature is autonomous then you you have to think differently about nature yeah you know yeah. that's one of the reason why romantics critical of the royal society scientific guys in 17th century were saying that look you have to talk about science but you don't have to talk about science by creating a metaphysic which devalues the the sacred connection or the integral connection between humans and nature right right they were That's objecting to that they were objecting to that in fact a lot of scientists themselves were very worried that look this is the science which has now come to dominate hmm. the royal hmm. society science hmm. and how universal is the process bishnu i mean is the process in the west just getting replicated in other parts of the world or has it got replicated in other parts of the world or there are different processes of disenchantment at work in different there parts of the world there are very very different processes because even in the west now historians are thinking of that process very differently today mm-hmm. people are saying the west was after all not so disenchanted mm-hmm. as weber thought or other people thought mm-hmm. that happened in the west mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying the reenchantment or enchantment survived even in the domain of science you know the the domain of curiosity domain of uh, 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 hypnosis the popularity of all these things in 19th century and 20th centuries and stuff like that but if you think about our societies societies in the in asia and africa mm-hmm. the, the the societies colonial societies for example much of these came as we know mm-hmm. through you know the colonial mm-hmm. uh, encounter Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and i'm not going to i think it's very difficult to accept that that process actually replicated in india or in africa we are, i don't think we are disenchanted uh, maybe we can say we are we partially disenchanted we still have lot of sources of enchantment <laughs> Uh, surviving in our parts of the world what do you have to say to that milan uh, i mean you you walked to villages doing yeah. backpacking and clearing. yeah so there is uh, i think that there is um, sufficient amount of enchantment uh, left in our villages for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. but i think that uh, you know so enchantment or disenchantment is ultimately a public choice of what science do they want so i think heidegger was quite uh, uh, you know he had the premonition that he did not i mean between technology and human beings he feared human beings more than technology because they would you know they would choose the benefits of technology rather than the, you know to the disenchantment that it would it would give so i think there was a conscious choice of it and we we see it around us that 
people are choosing disenchanted ways because it benefits them or their perception of what is benefit um, you know and it's a, it's a choice and i think that uh, in india also uh, this disenchantment is spreading fairly widely i think the young people do not have that primary experience of uh, of the enchanted world so i mean a quiet walk or you know the, through the forest or wishing to see different things uh, so i think it is all the, the, it's more a public choice i think that not only is it a state of science but is it's that, also is that something uh, to be lamented well it's it's for us it's to a choose choice, i sure, think yeah. i think also i connect it maybe maybe because i'm a physical scientist i connect it now more to the connection i mean the balance we have with nature society right. on one side and nature on the other mm-hmm. so i mean we want to we i want my child to have a better life now what does better mean right so maybe uh, you know a better monsoon a better description of monsoon better you know <laughs> like bhimsen joshi sang about the you know the miyamalhar so maybe sure. a better miyamalhar so i think these are the categories which allow infinite growth mm. and these are all inf- you know these are the enchanted categories mm. so if you really want to balance between society and nature then you know we must uh, we must call this enchanted category and we must persuade people to discover these uh, i mean these these laws or the knowns or the unknowns and the balance between them so i think in india there is still a the 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 disen- i mean the the enchanted uh, world is still there so i think uh, i i mean if i may quote uh, you know this drupad uh, the brothers nagar mm-hmm. uh, brothers nagar brothers right so the junior i mean who was 75 years old and sure. the senior was 79 years old so the junior brother was lamenting that the drupad knowledge is going to go you know after they die you know both are dead so the senior said that well it's going going back to the ether <laughs> and uh, when the need arises somebody will Take catch it, it again yeah. so i think that like this belief of. that there is a third the third enchanted or the laws in which it has gone in which it can be from which it can be you accessed can be back. Huh. Mm. i think that that access to it or the sensation that it is there would help us achieve a balance between society and nature mm. so i think that's very different from the european view of enchantment and you know where it was more a philosophical Uh, notion about i mean the metaphysics and science and the clash between them so i think maybe here uh, this this notion of the experience primary experience of nature at work you know uh, would be i think a key source for the east or for asia that's my feeling but uh, you know milan sure. the the uh, you know uh, there is a there is a story of capitalism which is deeply connected to the idea of disenchantment mm-hmm. we know that in 17th century much of these ideas are actually then used by the mercantile interest for greater exploitation of nature by turning nature into natural resource as i was saying right but in our context you would see that there is an unequal battle between the guys who are thinking about preserving or celebrating their sources of enchantment mm-hmm. with the people who have their own conceptions of disenchantment for example uh, the the mining in in adivasi areas in india right the, right when the adivasi is saying that look we don't want people to mine here because our gods live here yeah our policy makers who are sufficiently kind of disenchanted in some sense would say that look all right i mean you 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 gods live there but we can still exploit uh, mineral resources you can still <laughs> mm. uh, we can do something about your gods mm. Mm. you know we might create mm. a temple a uh, 100 miles away we might uh, give you a kind of television channel which gives you uh, 24 hours discourse <laughs> on that religion Correct. but 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 forget about 
that that in that life of connectedness mm-hmm. in other words there's not merely fragmentation of thinking but there's this idea that something can be substitute something can be substituted for something that you have you know that's a very disenchanted thinking that look your world of enchantment can be bought there can be price for buying up your what you consider as an enchanted world if you look at that then you would see that the the people like us educated policy makers thinkers should look at the people and say look these guys are this enchanted people are truly this misleading these guys are leading a life of superstition these guys are leading lives of very different kinds of lives you know it then becomes ideological this is also true in europe in the sense that much of this whole thinking about people are superstitious and the educated people are scientific yeah 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 what do you have to say to that milind is it i mean how do you think of yeah, what but, is one supposed to do when yeah, when so you know I, there's mineral resources somewhere and correct correct and you so can't I, be serious about no, some god I, being there can you so this is a this is a question i mean uh, so from the development perspective i think as i said that you know it, the mining has to be done for some you know obviously sure. practical goods sure and it is a matter of you know convincing people that you know these are the things these are the side effects and so on of your of your choices so i think ultimately uh, so maybe so once one man's enchantment is other man's bicycle you know so in the <laughs> sense that no i want my bicycle you want your enchantment so i think that uh, a more cultural understanding of you know what each other uh, cross lingual understanding of what is the notion of enchantment sure and ultimately that it is a public choice and that it is ultimately very important for uh, balance Uh, between nature and but i i think we if we access our older uh, even my say my the lullabies that i have heard uh, from my mother or my grandmother there's also a very different angle to uh, you know the spiritual or the religious or the it's also the chance you know for example there is this lullaby in marathi which says that um, you know that i i will what if i i mean they're the boy and girl talking to each other what mm-hmm. if i'm born as a mogra So then the boy, the girl says that as I, a mogra, the ah, flower of the flower. Sure. So then the boy says, "Well, then I will be born as a zai, another flower, uh-huh. and then Mali Baba will uh, pick us up and make a mala out of us." Right. Now these these are very common lullabies. So <laughs> there are obviously there are different forces that these people are narrating. Right. And we still have access to that that language. So I think the conviction that your bicycle and my uh, lullaby are connected is through these older access to older relationships and older narratives of different powers, different coincidences, and so on. Right. So I think that this birth, rebirth, and all these are very important. Uh, they must be conveying something. I mean, as a scientist, I would say that if there is so much talk and you about say must. it, you say must. Yeah, I must. I mean, if there's so much talk about it, right? <laughs> then there must be. There cannot be a you know smoke without a fire. So I would think. that there are some areas of connections which we have yet to maybe they are mystical but there are i think for example other you know if you look at the west and asian you know you look at the badrinath or our kedarnath uh, these are very remote places right you know it's not like the town church with the tallest steeple these are really small temples or whatever or you travel in the forest so there are i mean there is a notion that you know there are these forces which make an appearance where they want hmm. right? and then you have to go there and worship them 
right so i think that there are these uh, these categories are more important Uh, to draw the connection and so and i think i mean if you look at here bimsen joshi or any uh, himachali folk songs that description the primary experience that they are describing is i think will be will be our greatest asset in converting the you know you know the cross enchantment uh, narrating to each other the cross enchantment but also there are new forms of enchantment are there I and mean, why is there harry potter in this world and why why there so so many people just believing a completely different kind of world um so is it just transforming itself into because you know the one mistake one can make in analyzing this is to just think of enchantment as one fixed thing which moves across time maybe that's not the case what do you have to say to no, that question that, that's not the case you're absolutely right in the sense that you know as i said i agree partly with milan but i say that it's not merely about choice mm. it's an unequal battle <laughs> that's one of the reasons why mm. you find the writers or poets and the whole magical realism or even my own poetry right. you would find ghosts you find somebody's father dead father appears as a ghost right you might say this is all rubbish right but the 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 strategy is actually to make make people understand that there are multiple realities and these realities are actually fairly devalued in the contemporary times so you make your their appearance itself is an act of subversion hmm. but but your thing about you know today in our disenchanted world hmm to some extent yeah people are looking for reenchantment yeah and somebody might argue that some of the reenchantment is fairly compatible with the uh, with the logic of capitalism you know some people argue that look people go and do buddhist meditation in the afternoon the corporates <laughs> and come back and think about in the late evening what is the bottom line <laughs> and how to go next day in uh, expanding their um, uh, corporation is fairly compatible you know it is not to say that the certain you know in other words the certain sources of enchantment certain ways of thinking about enchantment is now incorporated into the dominant ways in its capitalism operates i think there is yeah. no no two ways about it but having said that but that's I, the trick of capitalism isn't it yes. it makes a market out of anything yeah, anyway exactly. so. and and therefore mm. you know the spirituality the uh, the um, Uh, alternatives way of thinking about sexuality right thinking about fantasies right you know these are all in a in a time like ours we we think that you know these are the kind of things people latch on to <laughs> thinking that there's after all there's something out there you know but most of the time people latch on to them by thinking that look end of the day they want to make these things bit compatible with the rest of their lives you know with the is it can they, they can they don't want to see it some people want to see it that they go for 15 days a retreat and come back to that's a liminal life right. enchanted life is a liminal life you like you go to himalayas you come back and do your back to business 15 days was a great time yeah but after, but but besides those 15 days life is as usual yeah. the, the logic of the the life that we lead takes over yeah and that's one other way that look that 15 days must speak to the rest of the rest of experience days yeah, exactly sure. mm-hmm. either you mm-hmm. make them compatible by saying that look i have been energized by going to himalaya now i become a fantastic ceo yeah <laughs> i can i come with double energy now to work not merely 15 hours but 20 hours per day That's interesting. And Vishnu, yeah. what does this uh, process of which your strain tracks a little bit do to the world of music, to the world of arts? I mean, 
clearly there was music and arts uh, 500 years ago and somewhere along the way this realization of disenchantment is set in has that world changed at all as a result of uh, no i think the story is fairly mixed i agree with milin that you know there is still there is something that you connect to when you listen to kishori amankar you listen to bhimsen joshi you listen to uh, folk musicians you listen to a good piece of poetry you listen to a paragraph in a novel yeah there's something that you connect to yeah something that 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 the romantics always argued for hmm and saying that look that loss of that is a loss of a meaningful life a certain a chunk of your life as if lies dead you know and that's very important but if you look at even art music and so on i mean this has been all talked about by benjamin adorno yeah. uh, even uh, scholars here in, in in our part of the world that how this art has also been incorporated into into the larger, same capital into the same capital reproduction mechanical reproduction yeah <laughs> looking at you know the mm. and therefore because much of the himachali folk songs much of the these things are no more connected or very few of them are truly connected to a way of life yeah they have been abstracted yeah. and represented in a way which a lot of people would argue uh, the as benjamin would so say the aura or the right. art is gone yeah now and and it has a it has a it has a progressive side mm-hmm. because if once you take it out of the context of ritual and religion Hmm. you by desacralizing them hmm. you are giving them immense possibilities for interpretation reinterpretation subversion hmm. but at the same time you also pay a price right price is that you 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 lose the rootedness of it you 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 abstracted it entirely from a way of life so how is art today different from what art used to be 200 years ago no it's a very difficult uh, it's question. a very open but if, but if you but yeah but in a sense that if you if you if you think of uh, how uh, art is struggling against the uh, against the logic of capitalism mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to survive to speak up to to say something different to to remain uh, not faithful to the script right you know to to say something that truly surprises you the sense of wonder right the mystery and but also the humility you know the humility that that there's something out there that we do not know i'm not diminished by the fact that i do not know you know this is this is what people would say that look uh, to be disenchanted means that you you feel diminished by the fact that you do not know that you unknown world poses a threat to your way of knowing about the world right an enchanted view of it is that you can sometimes leave the world alone hmm. you are not diminished by hmm. the mystery hmm. in fact you you connect to that mystery as well there are many ways in which you connect to the world not only through your epistemic route right not through your that right. route but right. other routes other right. connections i think to me Uh, one way of thinking about enchantment is to keep these things alive possibilities of those things alive uh, although uh, there are a lot of things still out there we do not recognize we sometimes devalue we think they 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 are just insignificant mm-hmm. but that but in the in the in the contemporary times according to me mm-hmm. they're extraordinarily 
significant hmm i don't know if i'm i'm making no, sense no sure sure uh, for sure. example development hmm. i think in in the context of india or in the context of other places development can be the most disenchanting experience for a significant number of people yeah you know because you mean alienation it is an alienating, alienating you know, that development is not really that development doesn't connect yeah that development fragments their lives yeah that development takes them away from what they imagine their links with with the nature with other people with the communities you know and so on and certain certain logic of thinking logic of describing the world has becoming dominant and and some kind of enchantment and some kind of enchanted world view would be to interrogate that to yeah. question that yeah to say that look there are many many other ways there are many other ways uh and and and, and you know somebody might might say that you know sounds paradoxical that you know maybe you know there is a, a disenchanted way of getting enchanted <laughs> you know uh, in mm. other words there are multiple life worlds that yeah. you we allow or we celebrate to to exist survive flourish yeah 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 and milan how do you think of this because in this entire element of mechanical reproduction of art that we spoke about this reproducibility yeah, so of uh, so i think that I mean, art has changed in many ways and mm. i think i mean uh, my father was a singer mm. so the tuning of a tanpura has changed so i i think that if you look at how uh, my father's guru used to tune the tanpura and then my father and now i see uh, a lot of people here so i i think that the the attention to detail and and also the the rewards of that attention they were very clear and they could be shared right so it was not as ephemeral as as we make our enchantment to you know it is very clear and the move, the movement in your heart or whatever when you hear that you know well tuned tanpura <laughs> is very real hmm. so i think that you know it's a you know when i see the, the and so when i see a common person and his you know he's getting swayed by mass production and so on i think this important connection and that it is a very real uh, sensation and feeling and making him or her aware of this sensation is an is a very important part of reenchantment so you mean loss of subtlety is that La- loss of subtlety and also loss of i think that uh, though there are many there are billion or 7 billion of us that each one is gifted in some way right. at least each one you know as you know it's like a it's like a wire a perfect wire you know it's like any other perfect wire but we can we can resonate at the at the same frequency so it's more it's more it's uh, egalitarian mm. uh, view that i have that everyone is a well tuned you know sensor or vibrator vibrator <laughs> right? so we can uh, we can indeed vibrate to the common uh, thing, you know common enchanted uh, world around us yeah. and that it is a more uh, enabling or more equalizing uh, 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 sensation. So I think that, and that, you know, I mean, if you go to any of these pop- public meetings, and sorry, Milan, hmm, before we go there, when hmm. you say Tanpura is being tuned differently, you, you just no, I mean, effort what, that goes what, into you it. You know, I or? mean, you see, if you look at a guru teaching the shishya to uh, tune a Tanpura, yeah, you know, there, there are about ten minutes the guru is willing to spend. Yeah. you know and if the feedback loop is missing yeah. then the guru say okay it's fine you have tuned it now let's start singing <laughs> right but in that 10 minutes what exactly is achieved right right i mean what used to be achieved what delicate movements and what so i think that uh, the tanpura now tuning the tanpura now or the ability to discern various notes and so on hmm. has reduced substantially hmm. so uh, 
and i think that that may be borne out by some physics measurements but that is surely accessible without any physic physical measurements sure. you sure. get the same vibration and you do you understand what i'm saying i mean all these aladia khan and so on gurus actually saying sure so it sure. was very easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is it it can be conveyed it can be measured and the sensation is uh, as uh, as normal as tasting a good you know or a chocolate <coughs> right Right. So I think it's very right. real. Mm-hmm. So this very real sense of feeling we have to capitalize, and it's very liberating. It it tells a common person that you're not a not really a commoner. You can feel as you know the delicacy of existence and of being alive or being or you know is as accessible to you as anyone else. Yeah, I think this sense of uh, relief. You know, otherwise he has he or she has to find uh, identity and find so on. I think this has to be stressed more and more. and that ultimately enchantment as an you know anti capitalist or forget what cap- you know 500 years later capitalism may not be there it may have transformed or maybe earth may not be there <laughs> right but there's still an enchanted world maybe mars had methane and maybe there is some life over there right so i think it is that bigger connection that we mm. must must not lose mm. and i think that it at it should be handled at the basic level rather than at the you know existing social or political or economic uh, viewpoints I think that it's there in the ether, and you can access it whenever you want. I will show it to you by example, and here it is, and that liberates you. Right. So I think that the right. you know uh, these are ordinary miracles which should be performed by ordinary people, uh, and uh, and I think that's the way to uh, go. I think also you know whenever people make choices, you know I mean they we as Vishnu uh, said. So why have they opted for this mass-produced world? That's yeah. a question. What have they gotten out of it? Yeah. So if you answer, if you can answer these, uh, or you can analyze these and show to the uh, show to the person that okay, now your life is increased. You, you know, expectancy is increased by so many months, so years. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you've lost forty percent of our biomass. You know, you go to a garden, you're not going to see this bird which you used to see. Right. So it's gone. What right. do you think about that? Would you like to stay a day longer? You know, yeah. I mean. So I think that. the elucidation of the benefits and the cost you know the of the iron cage and the actual bars which are you know which which you call golden you know that has to be brought out so i think it's a more uh, personal connection rather than a systemic it's it's the uh, that we have lost you know the interpersonal uh, connections and ability to empathize i mean ultimately the ability to empathize is the basic instrument that each one of us has you know that we can be in tune with the other person you know and start a conversation i think that so mine is a more person maybe as a scientist i um, you know i see this as a very personal uh, as opposed to a social scientist who sees it in in a you know in a more uh, systemic or mass sort of uh, i see it a more personal uh, challenge about talking to each individual one by one you know so i think that the two person system is the key system that's that, very interesting uh-huh. so that's, that's my notion of empathy that hmm. you know one person two per- many person is already very complicated that <laughs> how do i achieve a connection between you and me that we are sitting here and how do i what is it that i i will talk to you about what is it that you know i mean for example you go to villages people do you have kids now that's a very important question do you have kids they know exactly what is important to me do i have kids because exactly <laughs> kids are my most important asset right so right. i think that you know it's that do you have money they don't do you have kids you know are you married are you you know you know where do you come from so these are i think these linkages are ones we should explore excavate and sort of make them more explicit 
that's my so enchantment is for me a personal you know uh, i think weber and heidegger and so on they they come they came at a time when you know i mean the you know the second world war was about i mean uh, you know the between the wars and so on so their notion was essentially that there was a system while here we don't really have a system Right, yeah. So we don't. I mean, we have a very anarchic or whatever loosely constructed system, where the state is trying to, you know, say that no, no, we are trying to make a system out of you guys and so on. So uh, we still have a chance. I think that uh, enchantment has a chance here, and a very different route uh, than uh, than the West or the others. That's my. Uh, my But is that is that is that just some kind of an escape from boredom? Bo no, no. So boredom. You see, though, there's this famous line about Have you heard a tree growing? Right. Right, but it grows all the same, and it's, it's very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that you know hmm. that things move slowly allows hmm. you to focus, you know, tune the tanpura. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That that's the that things are moving. That you you're not deflected, or your attention is not you know taken up by some other fast moving things. Yeah. Because the slow moving things are indeed the most important, and you know, like the growing of a tree. Yeah. And so I think that the boredom. and the then you hear different waves and then you feel it then you you know then the enchantment starts happening yeah right so yeah. i think i mean i mean i, I was just coming you uh, walking through the hills and uh, what would these hills have been 200 years ago or 1000 years ago i mean these thoughts are as important because maybe when i go to the hill i, I am part of somebody else's thoughts so that <laughs> sensation of being mm. in someone else's thoughts and sharing the hill with you know maybe uh, many others uh, people or spirits or thoughts i think is very important that's interesting mm. how do you think of boredom bishnu is this because clearly in this disenchanted world if if one were to call it that one gets to do a lot more it may be in a mass produced world it may be in a world which is but one does just leads a less boring life is that is, is that a statement of fact no. would you would disagree with that you know no i think you know the there is uh, no doubt that we cannot we cannot reproduce what is one ought to do uh, yeah i mean what for example you cannot reproduce the older source of enchantment we cannot we cannot really go back and say that look we need lead lives the way my grandfather did so yeah not possible Yes. Now, if that's the case, then people are constantly thinking of how to think about our conditions of disenchantment, our conceptions, newer conceptions of enchanting lives, world, societies, interpersonal, you know, whatever. You know, the scale might be different, but yeah. people are constantly thinking, and some people think that you can go back. you know it's one of the sometimes you find that go back in a very ideological sense people yeah. you know therefore one of the reasons you find that the the guys are saying that oh we were go back to that world yeah. it's not possible to go back to that world so people are thinking for example much of the theorization much of the thinking about human lives um um in the west at least modern philosophical thinking has happened in a climate of great deal of moral uncertainty because when the god is bracketed or killed you have no great anchor you know <laughs> if you're kantian you go back to yourself you say that look there's nothing out there god cannot ratify anything for me god may be a convenient idea yeah. but ultimately everything has to be within yeah now then we realize that there is a price that you pay for asserting your independence because the whole deracination alienation fragmentation all happens and people are trying to think you know 
For example, in case of India, we haven't killed our god. Our gods are still doing well. They're <laughs> proliferating. Hmm. But we bracket them whenever we want. We want to kill, we want to cut down few um, important trees. We take uh, a, a sandal paste. We take a few uh, agarbattis. We worship it and you cut down the next day. Right. <laughs> right? And we mm. can bracket our gods. We can bracket our this thing depending on what we want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so in other words, how our idea of transcendence, if... if God was providing the transcendental that is gone if that is gone you'll find much of the newer search for that newer transcendence is what is happening you know for example when people think about social movement hmm. when Gandhians are trying to do something different hmm. when people are trying to say that look I am thinking about critiquing the society but in a different way these are all according to me a yearning for newer forms of transcendence, hmm. Hmm. newer forms of anchoring something in a world which is fairly anchorless. You know, you are trying to look for something. You are, you are, you are trying to say that look, we or even the digital world. Yeah. You can the 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 so-called fraternity in the digital world yeah. can be seen like that. You know, there's an attempt to say that look, we can't. I can't meet people. I'm, uh, but I'm instead of really being alone, I'm at least happy that I've been in my at least I'm being followed by a million in my tweet. <laughs> what do you have to say to that? Uh, you because know, clearly, you know. <laughs> I mean, there is there is a kind of enchantment there, isn't there? I mean, you, you, I mean the so, digital world is so, customized. Mm. Your social network. So actually, network. Vishnu said that I mean, uh, the West, you know, f uh, it had to come out of the you know the religious um, bigotry of of the you know the early yeah. ages. So, I, so that that of course that I agree with. So there's no there's no going back, and we don't want to go back. So sure. the the personal enchantment model that I have is not really of going back. You know, it, it's also a, a perception of a balance between various forces. Right. Right. And also, I mean, it's an ideal. So yeah. we are talking about sure. really not five hundred years, but maybe five thousand years and so on. Yeah. And ultimately, it is about the human condition and how we define it and how we achieve this balance between uh, nature and and us. And maybe there's really it's not separate at all. Maybe nature and us are part of the same entity. So I, my appeal is um, is a more it is to a more personal sense feeling, and and that I, I think that boredom, the fear of boredom, and the fear of you know, and uh, that I mean I'm just surrounded by so many goods. And without that, I would be, that I, my identity would cease. I think it is it's these these few personal uh, attributes which which is creating this decision. I mean, I think we need to look at it at the personal level. Though, of course, I think that society or politics and sociology and the method of science and the just the would you say that we are more bored today? More fear? No, we are not. We, we are. Uh, we are more afraid of being bored or being alone or than being, yeah hmm. than we were. I think that's definitely true. Right. And I right. think that uh, uh, we are how, also. How do you think of the cyber culture that, in in a sense, Bishnu touched upon? Is is is, is that a way of re-enchanting ourselves? How does one re-enchant ourselves, our society, <laughs> whether it's at a personal level or your beautiful two-person system that you spoke about? What does one do? Well, I think, you know, what does, that's a difficult question in the sense that, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I think that uh, tramping through villages is a, is a good excuse. 
but um, that's also a good idea that's a good <laughs> idea i think music is a good idea and the mm. seasons and observing seasons and observing uh, you know f- uh, farmland or natural history is a very good uh, antidote to modernity right. or mo- of this the bad ca- the bad effects of modernity right i think that uh, natural history itself you know bird watching butterflies spending time with and making a study of it scientific study of what are the birds that i saw today and so on i think that's a very soothing uh, enchantment to um, at least my experience with me my kids and some other uh, students right. has been that it does uh, it does inculcate a different sense of uh, belonging and also different you know there is a balance and science has its place politics or society has its place but ultimately it's a personal life you know it's me and me and the world i want to be in Right. i want to you know what should i find in the forest today so i think it's your choice what do you what do you want to see in the forest today so you decide that oh it's snakes are bad i don't want to see any snakes and right. you will not see any snakes so right. i think it is a choice that you i mean it, and it is really uh, it is of that uh, nature so right. it's more like and the other so i i think here there are many uh, points which are uh, the difference between the asian or indian situation and the european situation so i think there are many uh, conflict between the so we are we are in an injured society that's no no doubt about it <laughs> but we still have the we still have our uh, assets that's interesting bishnu what does one do you know i was thinking while we were saying what earlier, does one do yeah uh, you know um there is no doubt that you have to keep a certain humility alive mm-hmm. you know part of the story of disenchantment is also an exercise in uh, hubris yes so keeping humility alive uh, is very important for us uh, and second thinking about various options you know you are asking if somebody gives me ask me do you want a long life without sparrows or do you want a slightly shorter exactly. life with sparrows exactly i would mm-hmm. choose a shorter life with sparrows how does i mean you, know, you might million might i might i mean how do we get the world to do that that's that's the trick question isn't it you know i think my own sense is that actually a large part of the world that we consider ordinary hmm are still closer to the sources of enchantment and and they're more connected you mean the mundane are, yes the, you know yeah. in everyday way hmm in everyday way you find our ordinary people the rag pickers i think they tell us a lot about human lives they tell us how how things are actually conserved and connected to hmm. when you find that our um, mother used to pick up something and fold it not throw it away right. and reuse it hmm. it has given a lot of respect to that thing right. and the life of that object that relationship and that i think what is what is getting uh it's not dead and that's one of the reason why i would say that in in india there is still an unequal battle milind mm-hmm. it is not a equal battle mm-hmm. there is still people who think that the uh, india has to follow like this right. india has to follow a western trajectory of modernity with bit of our uh, religion and 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 temples yoga, and mosques and, and yeah yoga, yoga <laughs> and that which should be there otherwise mm. india should be like the west big power bullying power uh, controlling nature using nature exploiting nature increasing bottom line you know these are all what and in 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 in, a, in an environment like this i think it is very important to um, 
tell people there are other ways of thinking about the world. There are, there are other lives possible. And human lives are always enriched by the possibilities of many lives. It is not uh, one kind of life. And that's one of the reasons, you know, boredom is a way of thinking of life in one way. That's it, very it, interesting. It's subjugated by that idea that, you know, <laughs> this is how, you know, that's you know, we have a lot of diversities in terms of apparels, uh, designs, dresses. But at the heart of it, there is an idea of uniformity. There is a uniformity of a desire. That's actually people are bored with. That's, That's what people, very my father never said uh, uh, that he was ever bored with anything. Hmm. What, what rescued him? What, what rescued him from the modern malaise called boredom? You know, I sometimes wonder what it is. What is it is that, that, that you know, the, with, with, with people like us or, or that the reality all around us? You know, what is it that, that we uh, want to value? What, what is to be, you know, people say that the modern modernity again is where the transvaluation of values happen. Yeah. Now, no value has any safe anchor. No value can be, every value has to be negotiated and defended. Yeah. Now, it has a good possibility because everybody has to be defended. Every value has to be defended and argued for, felt. What's the future, Vishnu, 500 years out? Where are we headed? Not, you know, not the ideal place where we should go, but where do you think it's all going? I think we are transforming this world into a very different world. Which is? Not accepting the logic of economy. Mm -hmm. Devaluing that that is the most important thing. Because we know in the history, economy is not always important. It's in our times that everything, every logic is now getting subservient to the logic of the economy. economy. Yeah. Even our lingos, our everyday language has also been affected by, by that. Yeah. My own sense is an optimistic way of saying that this is not going to last forever. Although uh, Marx was moved wrong when Marx thought that capitalism is not going to last that long. It has actually mutated itself. Right. So well and, and for so long. I, I, I'm not saying that it will change will happen tomorrow, but I think the way things are happening, we are going to think of uh, leading lives in a new kind of equilibrium. Maybe a lower level of equilibrium might appear to be attractive in future than what it is today. But I'm not too pessimistic. I'm not too pessimistic. I still think that, you know, People might think that, you know, that lower level e equilibrium is after all, ironically speaking, is also a great achievement. And when you say lower, what does that mean? Meaning I mean, that... A, a world your, with lower GDP, but... Yeah, your sure. lower level of consumption, your way of um, saying that, look, this is not the way to go. Uh, we don't need this. The, our, we must walk a little... Gently on That's this massively world. optimistic. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. massively optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say to that million? I think. I, I, think I mean, how does? I mean, clearly, seven billion people are not going no, to come so to the I, realization I that the, you know. So I'm more uh, I, not I'm being more, romantic about no, it. Not romantic, but I, I mean, listen, I mean, this is how sure. I think about it. Sure. I think it's all there in the ether. So one earth will die. <laughs> 
<laughs> so maybe there are millions of earth and maybe that this notion of this butterfly which just went extinct it, it is there somewhere and if you want to create it it will come back so i think that uh, it's a personal i mean as he said there are multiple worlds and we cannot grieve about uh, or we can talk about systems and you know capitalist systems this and and they, but ultimately you know each one has an individual choice and the system is really a collection of these individual choices right so i i think that is very important and that the personal is is the key and the nurture of the personal the role models for the personal you know the accessibility of role models to you know uh, to all our kids i think that is a that's the thing that we can do and the system will change apne uh, aap you know it will it will have to accommodate that there are now people feeling differently so i would not grieve about it even if you know even if the worst you know thing unroll because there are many worlds and i think more or less that you know if you look at timelessness or you know the uh, I, i think it's more uh, the the real point i think is that as i was saying in my yeah. that uh, life is permanent uh, death may be temporary you know you may <laughs> die once in a while but ultimately <laughs> life goes on and even in your own personal way so uh, how, how does one understand something like that it sounds beautiful no it, well it's now you if i look at my children my parents my yeah. old parents and you know i try to glean as much from them yeah and say or my grandparents who passed away you know yeah. so do i live there does he live through me well i think so is an uh, ordinary life a good life it's an ordinary good life i mean it's just that i have his memories or her memories and i play them out some days some when i'm making chai and i it, these are the memories which you know which enrich my life and they live through me i live through my children and so on so in a way there is these episodes of death and life and being born are are some sort of events and that i think that is an aesthetic perspective which will ultimately you know which is the enchanted aesthetic perspective which will and it's a very personal perspective i think that one one should have i think that would last 500 years 5000 years in some form or the other is there or it's all there in the so you have to take a death less seriously um, definitely definitely death is uh, over uh, over uh, uh, you know it's, it's uh, over grossly exaggerated grossly yeah, yeah do we have to take a death less seriously yeah, yeah i think in fact you know my points which my Uh, the the second collection of my uh, poetry is called when i'm no more yeah. so it reflects on fragility and 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 the title poem is called um, uh, ends with the idea of uh, of 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 a life uh, which is never um, neither controlled by the state nor entirely vanquished by death you know mm. and the uh, image in that poem is that there is a swan which is actually uh, floating in the water swan is a very indian yes. very ancient indian image yeah <laughs> you know it can be death it can be liberation it can be it can be seen in many ways yeah and the in 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 that poem the the swan is in the river the eternal swan which is can never be truly conquered by the state nor by death and the idea is that you know your spirit the the idea that you you you're constantly struggling you're constantly thinking of uh, possibilities right uh, which is always way beyond actualities that's is beautiful what is is what is keeping the enchantment idea alive that's beautiful and it's not about going back to the past is yeah. actually saying that there's always something in excess of what i feel 
what I know and how I live. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, Milind. I mean, that appeals to your rational yeah, then, scientist I mean, I, I mind think, as well. I, think, I mean, the state and death. I mean, you have to make a choice. You know, whether you want, <laughs> a, a, you know, a longer life and more state, or maybe a shorter life and you know, and less state. And so, by yeah. state, you mean? I mean, state. You know, state. The, the, in fact, state. As you know, modern states are all modern, modern state. state. The modern state. Modern you know, state Harry actually regulates your life and death. <laughs> Modern state regulates your life and death. Modern state can confer legitimate death on you. Death therefore, sentence. Yes. Death sentence. A modern state therefore controls what again Weber would call legitimate violence. Yes. You know, so the poem talks about how you are neither. State is a big idea. And and death. We're not you know, sometimes there's a big death. connection between state and death. You want state because you don't want cruel deaths. Yes. But you want state this so that state can confer legitimate deaths on people you know which is not always considered by other people legitimate but for the state's point of view the legitimate and so on and so forth so this is and and the poet thinks that maybe a world is possible to imagine where you are neither constrained by your death nor by the state which is actually that's beautiful i way think it's a uh, thinking about modern life that's beautiful i think it's a great note to end this on thank you so much to both of you for making it we look forward to having you soon again thank, thank you. you thank oh, you thank Take you care. thank you very much